You're listening to the Revenue Playbook. Join top sales reps and leaders as they share exactly what it takes to go from cold to close. So basically what I did was at Karma, what we were doing was basically selling. So let's say your restaurant is prepping 60 meals for a lunch, but there's only 55 customers coming. So they have five meals like over. And uh, so instead of throwing that into the bin, which most people do, we called them and said, like, you can put it up on our platform and you can sell it for half the price. And then customers would buy the, the food. And uh, <clears throat> so we were calling a lot to the restaurant business, like grocery stores and so forth, like sell their surplus food. Quite a cool, uh, cool way to fight food waste while we are making a bit of a money. But it's a numbers game, you know, and, and you know, it's not a lot of money it's not a lot of money per restaurant you need a, a bunch so we were calling a lot and that's where when covid hit we went into i don't know do you call it furlough when you get like work less hours and the state pays for the rest of uh, your salary yeah where you can't work for like a certain amount of time, I think is usually what it is here, right? Like you're furloughed for like a few weeks or something. Okay, okay. So how, how our state did instead was that they made income packages towards the employees. So everyone at our company, they, instead of working 100%, they went down to, everyone went down to work 80%, but the state gave 16%. So you got 96% of your pay. And then some companies, they went down to 60% and then you got 94% of your pay, but you were not allowed to work more. They had investigators because some people, you know, said like, oh yeah, we're working 60%, but then they were like, you have to call more. You know, they tried to cheat the system basically, but uh, we didn't do that. We went down to 80% and we were calling through the company Just Call. Uh, It's basically like a small version of Gong where you can see like the amount of minutes with the customer, it discounts the minutes that you are like in the phone waiting and so forth. So you really get the results of the time you're with the customers. And uh, so that's when I saw that I, there was the first time where I actually got numbers that like I worked less and I got more results. So when I was working hundred percent, five days a week, I had 61 minutes with the customers. And then when I went down to 80%, I didn't work four days. I worked five days, but only like six, 6.3 hours each day. My time went up to 85 minutes with customers each day. So I went down 20% to work, but I almost increased 40% of output. Okay. So when I worked 100%, I had 61 minutes roughly with customers. And when I worked 80%, I had 85 minutes with customers. Why was that? It's, it's pretty difficult to say, I would say. I felt, like for my personal, I felt that I could focus during the calling hours a lot more. And I could, you know, it made me be able... So when you're negotiating, when you're handling objection and everything, it's, it's about energy. And I felt like I had that little extra spurs of energy with, which 
held the customers a bit longer on the phone. I got that little extra airtime with a customer, but also during those calling hours, I also managed to get through and hold, get a hold of the customers a bit more because when we had those calling hours, basically what I cut, cut out when I was working 80% was cutting out administration time and, you know, internal meetings. Cause I was like, I want to focus on, on sales. So that's, that's the way I think. So cut down administration and more focus and more energy in the calls. Interesting. Cool. So when did you do your admin work or did you just not do it? <laughs> uh, I did it a lot less. Uh, so I started doing a lot more, um, you know, like a lot with sales. When you have kind of the same product that works for, um, it's a pretty good product market fit. You don't need to type in that much things in, in your administration work. So a lot of the things were to just like I cut it out, the administration work. And uh, I didn't really need to do as much administration work as well. Uh, so I think a lot of the time was just like you got a lot more effective at your workplace because you, you knew that you were only going to be there for six hours. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So, but dive into like the, as you said, when you have good product market fit, you don't have to type as much. Um, you don't have to give as much like context around the deal because yeah. you're pretty sure it's going to close or um, what do you mean by that? I mean that when it's basically like, it's basically a fit that works basically on every single customer, either like the customers are different, but it's still fitting. I worked at companies like startups before where every deal is kind of, you know, tailored towards each, each customers. Our product wasn't like that. It was quite fitting for, cause it was, it was solving like a real problem. So it was quite fitting for every customer. Okay. If I see. So sense. yeah. Yeah. So I imagine you guys were, you were selling into like probably one persona then you weren't selling into like multiple personas and it was always pretty much the same pain point. Yeah, I would say that like most of our customer was, it was different personas, but they all had the same pain points, basically. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Time ex expands or like shrinks based on the amount of time that you have. Right. And so mm -hmm. if you have less time, you'll get it done in less time because you yeah. just, <laughs> your brain like is wired that way. And that's kind of what you yeah. said at the beginning about the eight hours, right? Like you in your head, like, especially like, especially Americans, I think are programmed of like eight hours. Like I need to work at least like eight hours today. Um, yeah. and I have a certain log off time. And so I'm just going to like, yeah, space out my day or like procrastinate or get distracted, um, yeah. to sort of like fill that time. Um, and, and you're saying that, um, or yeah, in that beginning example, you're saying that Americans, especially like are kind of distracted that whole time and don't ever um, maybe do as much deep work. Um, whereas like you admit that you'll procrastinate for a long time, but then you uh, will have like a few hours of very like focused work. Um, and that's yeah. when like the majority um, of the work gets done. And yeah. another thing that when I was talking to Nick from, I don't know if you know, like 30 minutes to presence club, have you heard about that? No. Um, they're just on, on LinkedIn. They have a podcast, but um, anyways, he talked about like, um, scheduling your time around like your energy levels. Right. And so I think mm -hmm. for him, it was, I think he wanted to yeah do some of 
he believes in like the swallowing the frog method of like doing the things he really doesn't like at the beginning, just yeah. so he like can get it done. And then, um, and I think that's like, ends up being like admin works and prospecting, things like that. And then toward the end of the day, he likes, he likes talking to people like that's, um, that's like a low energy sort of activity for him, but for other people, it's like high energy type thing. And so he'll kind of like put that at the end because he's a very like people person and stuff. And so he'll kind of structure his day around that, but he, his co his co-host, like for that podcast, he said is the opposite, right. Where he'll like schedule all of his calls at the beginning and then he'll do the other stuff later in the day. So curious, like how you structure your day and how you, you kind of mentioned this, but how you see your energy levels and how you schedule around them. Yeah. So energy levels, what I realize now with this ADHD, I don't know, like it's, it's Sweden is quite further back when it comes to ADHD and medication and so forth. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I mean, my investigation has taken one and a half years. So it's like a big thing. But one of the things with ADHD is that, you know, you can't really regulate dopamine, which motivates us, which gives us energy to do things and then have a job that's like eight to 70, eight to, uh, eight to five. These are the times you should be motivated. It's always been a struggle for me. Um, but uh, so I, I just want to say that, first of all, that some days I'm, I'm not getting anything done and I can't really say like this is because of this or this it just happens uh but what we always structured was that we most of the times we had calling calling hours together with the sales team uh because it was uh you know the pandemic was quite hard for a lot of people and then sitting and dialing and smiling towards restaurant wasn't the most fun so and we were working from home so we were over remote calling like most people were doing uh, so we would usually do those things. Uh, how I usually scheduled uh, prospecting was, I mean, restaurants don't really pick up during lunches. Um, how I feel is that people, I kind of turn around. A lot of people, when they're doing cold calling, they're super focused, as I said, while maybe like Nick, I'm quite more similar there. I just need to be happy. So I was watching like stupid TikToks on YouTube, basically. And when I'm prospecting, that's where that's quite energy heavy for me because I hate administration work. That's where I put on, you know, music in my uh, ears and then I just go hard. Uh, I have one of these. I don't know if you have seen this before. It's a timer. I haven't seen that before, but it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's uh, from the ADHD investigations. I got it for free from the state. So it's basically, I don't see time as regular people, apparently. I can't, everything is now or not now. But so I just push it on and then I can see the time or, you know, it's, it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes and stuff like that. So I usually use this one when I need to get stuff done. Like I need to st get started because usually it's getting started is difficult. So I'd like, okay, I give myself five minutes being on Instagram and then I need to start doing stuff. Yeah. Or when it comes to prospecting, I'm just like, I'm just going to prospect so hard for 20 minutes now. I have a break for 20 minutes. I'm just going to prospect as much as I can during those 20 minutes. So usually I put those around the lunch break because it's usually no, nothing you can call a, a restaurant around like 1130 to 1330, like those two hours. So that's when I really got done with, with the prospecting. Nice. Um, this is a weird question, but do you mind if I like take a picture of your timer thing? Yeah, of course. 
of course. Like, I think it's kind of a cool visual. Um, and I actually like the look of it too. Like, I, I kind of want to get one. Um, yeah. Probably went, what, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, something? I'm building, I'm building a web shop for selling these. Especially, I don't know, like personal question, do you have kids? I have, yeah, I have one kid. He, he just yeah. turned three though. He's not, he's, you know, he, he's still pretty young. But. Yeah, but that's awesome. But these amazing to, to help the kids start to learn uh, time. time. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, now cool. you have 15 more minutes with the screen now and they can see straight away and it's much easier when they, uh, so I have, what is it now? Nine nephews and nieces. So there's from 10 to, to two weeks. So yeah. I usually bring that when I'm babysitting. It's one of the best <laughs> things ever. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, that would, that would be really helpful for me personally. And then also probably yeah, for, for Teddy, especially well, when he's a little bit older to sort of like learn time. Um, okay, another, mm-hmm. another follow-up question. You hate admin work. Why, why in particular? Because I've noticed, like I, I do too, but um, I've met people that kind of like it, like because it's like, you know, low um, energy level, like type work, right? And so you can kind of like multitask them. And so, you know, different people will put that first, um, some people will put it off. So why is yeah. it that you hate it? It's so goddamn boring. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get anything out of it. Every time you talk with a customer, you get to learn something, you get to get some interaction. It's, uh, you know, it's not, it's not fun. But, but I do know, like the purpose with it, you know, have you done the, the I know GDPR is not the best to put in personal details and stuff like that. When you have a lot of calls and you can bring them up in the next call about their dog or whatever it is, you know, the, the calls get so much better, but still just putting in that work. It's, it's so boring. It's so boring. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Same, same wavelength here. Um, yeah. Well, and then another thing, just more of a, like a personal thing, how did you, know or how did you like suspect that you had ADHD like why did you look into it in the first place uh so uh I've always gotten like you must have some letter combination thrown in my face since I was like 12 Uh, Mm -hmm. and then like in high school so I I worked out a lot and and working out is basically the best medication for a lot of ADHD people. So my signs didn't really show until I quit college swimming, basically. Uh, Before that, I was working out. Before college, I was actually like pretty pro in two sports. So I have a few national goals in swimming here in Sweden. And then I was pretty good at uh, team handball, as you guys call it, if you've seen that on like, it's this weird sport, almost like basketball, but it's much more, it's all about hurting each other, basically. And um, so I was basically putting in, like, in high school, maybe 40, 45, 50 hours of workouts. Uh, and then, uh, and then uh, college, everything was about sports. So when I got back from co- – during college, my, my coach, she, like, insisted me on getting Adderall or Ritalin or doing an ADHD uh, investigation because I – failed most of my class or oh, I didn't because I cheated a lot in college but uh, she was uh, basically telling me to do it but I didn't do it and then when I got back to this Sweden uh, I just started working started feel really bad about some things and so forth I thought it was just that I hated working 
But then the last, when we went to, through the pandemic at my old job, we were having like, welcome to my crib. You know, we went through our house and so forth. Yeah. And then I was just talking regularly and the team was like, I had a low day and people were like, Theo speaks faster than, talk, than I think and stuff like that. They were kind, but the thing is like, I think I'm low right now and they're looking at me like I'm an alien. So that's why I just took a call with, you know, digital ADHD therapist and asked a few questions and she was like, I can't give you a diagnosis here, but this is how you do it. And I think you should do it because I can see hyperactivity in your brain, in your body and impulse difficulties. So now I started with some medication. Now I kind of feel a little better, but yeah, so that's, that's why. Interesting. Um, so just before, so I can get this number down in high school, did you, um, how many hours were you saying that you were like working out or that you were um, playing sports? I had uh, 12 practices on swimming, and then I had six practices uh, around handball. So roughly like 35 hours, uh, and then usually 35 hours a week. Yeah. Wow. And then usually I had around uh, like some games during the weeks and some swim competitions and so forth, depending on um, and so forth. So yeah, working out has been kind of my the name of my game. Uh, that's interesting because I, like I, I'd read like um, a thing about uh, someone did a study on like the um, habits of high performers like high performing salespeople specifically and um, and sports was kind of was a kind of a common theme right or some sort of at least competition even if it wasn't mm-hmm. sports that uh, people are very competitive but also I think like just um, um, yeah, getting, maybe kind of getting into that focus mode, right. Of like, you're used to like focusing mm-hmm. and like getting really good at one thing, um, like you sort of have to do in, in sales, um, and, um, defeat, right. Like learning sort of like defeat early and like what that feels like and just being able to get past it. Um, it makes sense to me like that that would be the case. Yeah. And also like, uh, something that I want to add there is also like the kicks that you get from sales. It's the same kicks as you like making a good time in swimming or making a great goal in handball, like the kicks of it. Uh, But also like when you're getting really deep into a sport, like a sales for me is a sport is it's, you can never be fully learned. Never. You're Mm -hmm. always, you're always, if you try, you will always develop. Yeah. That's a great line. Um, so is that how you approach it? Like, do you sort of gamify your sales day or, or gamify sales in general? You know what I mean? You kind of, in some ways, I think you do with the timer, right? So like you're setting, setting timers yeah. and stuff. And, um, but I'm just curious how you see it. If you see it as. as yeah. Fun. So, so that's usually how I, cause now I mostly teach like startup and entrepreneurs how to sell and how to sell towards investors. Right. So I'm in a few, like an expert coach within LinkedIn and sales for, for incubators here in Sweden. And, and a lot of time I was like, because they, they think of sales as this, you know, mystic kind of profession that just you're born into knowing how to do it. And I'm like, no, it's everyone can do it. You just got to find your way. And I'm, I'm just helping them with the structure, like the base base structure, which like for us in sales, it's like stupid easy, but for them, and then I'm just saying, think the only thing that you need to do is book meetings, execute meetings and close the deals and everything else around in sales, just try to don't think about it. 
as to all the behaviors that we're doing towards these three things, if you just keep doing them, you're going to be better and you're going to close in sales. So when I get that sort of thinking into them, I can see that, you know, the personal rejection kind of decreases for, for the entrepreneurs and, and they can keep their, their spirits a lot higher than, than before. Interesting. Okay. So you said book meetings, close and like prospect or something like prospect book meetings. No, close. I said like book meetings, execute meetings and, uh, and, uh, uh, and close deals. Cause a lot, a lot of the beginners usually like to book a lot of meetings. So I usually say that execute meetings where it's actually like the ones that you want to execute is one of the vital knowledge in within sales. If, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's a, it's a lot of it is prioritization you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And then do you give any advice around like, um, for instance, like going back to what Nick said, do you give advice around you should start with the hard thing in the day or you should start with prospecting? Like, do you have a philosophy on what you should start with or do you think it depends on the person's energy level? Yeah, I, I usually say it depends, not just on the energy level. It's also depending on like how they set up their day. And, you know, do they have kids? Do they not have kids? Like what 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 are what kind of customers do you have, you know, as well? Like if, if you're selling, I have one startup, they're selling towards farmers. Like there's there's no way they're going to get a hold of them during the mornings because they're out in the field, not having their cell phone with them. Uh, so it's, it's, it's I think it's uh, based on a, a number of factors, uh, but usually it's more around the salesperson and, and their, their potential customers, in my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. You've uh, like given up a lot of your time. This was really great. Thank you so much for your time. This was super fun. Thanks for listening to The Revenue Playbook. For more sales playbooks, head over to dooley.ai.